Here we are, live. Oh yeah, we're back. We're we, back. I was, I, I was just I was just live a little bit ago, and I had to run to the restroom. And people are like wondering if I took forever in the restroom. Mark and I, Mark and I, when we <laughs> start talking, we like. Oh, that was our fault, too. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. we, we, we'll literally just start talking and not realize we're not live. So. Oh shit, we're not live. <laughs> no, and, and we'll have we'll have had some good shit too. It'll be like some good content, you know. Really, really good stuff, man. So. Oh man, it's been uh just just give you a heads up of what I've been doing. Like I uh we opened our youth performance facility and I can't it's too big of a file to get on, but uh check out this explosiveness by my daughter. I'm really excited about this. Let me see if I get it going. I'm I'm really kind of kind of stupid when it comes to the internet, but ah uh, shit, that's not focusing. But just the Alan saw it, it's pretty cool. But we have a lot of good things going. We got some D1 linebackers, it's it's been fun. So I'm in a great mood because I spend five hours a day coaching kids. It's that's really awesome. cool. So I'm ready to rock, ready to talk about what's going on. And that's kind of about what, what Alan and I are trying to trying to put across. And it's it's not about it's not about anything, you know, chauvinistic or anything that's belittling to women. Obviously, both of us are are straight up simps for our wife, you know, mm -hmm. like our wives. We're not in those kind of relationships, but we're yeah. um we're very we're very aware of the role of females in society and how strong and awesome they can be. But it just seems like men sit back and just are scared pussies. And that's exactly. it, and that's why, you know, what was that 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 uh, that that drag queen thing in Texas? What was that sign in the back? Lick it till yeah, it's it's not going to lick itself. It's not going to lick itself. So back in the day a dad would walk in there and literally pull his kid out of there. Like what is going on? These parents dudes included are walking their kids in there. And I'm not one to shield my kids from reality, but that's grooming. That's crazy yep. stuff. I think that's oh, what's, yeah. that's what has been done with the feminist movement, with the anti-male movement, with the, the uh, toxic masculinity movement is we've made it where cultural values you know, classical values, shielding children from, you don't shield them from the fact that sex exists, but to take them into a sexualized place where you're tipping, tipping, you're putting dollar bills in a, a drag queen's G-string. Yeah. And you don't even if it wasn't a drag queen, like just in general, like, I mean, like, you know, the thing I got is they're not naked. Dude, so where I grew up in California, fully nude. So you had fully nude, and then you had the bars you could drink at. So you couldn't drink in I, – again, I went to a strip club once for a bachelor party, and I despised it. I didn't like it at all. Um, I didn't understand why I'm paying a woman to tease me when I could just go home and be married. So, so I mean, why – you don't have to be naked to sexualize and strip. Like strippers right. aren't naked. Um, a lot of times it's just topless, topless girls. So for them to say that, well, they were fully clothed. Look, man, if you're twerking, shaking your butt, and a kid's putting a dollar bill in your G-string. And I don't know. The thing is, people are like, what should we do about it? Should, I don't know if there's a law I'd pass about it either. Like we don't want to over-legislate. We don't want the government because then there's a slippery slope of, well, what if the government thinks that, you know, me being in a, a posing trunks is child abuse? So it's one of those where society should, should kind of self-police. Well, but here's the thing. It's how a do bar. you do that? It's, it's a bar. We already have regulate. Like, what are kids doing at bars in general? Like, well, they I mean, got a permit, uh, apparently, to have the bar not 21 plus for the day. I think that's a thing that you can do. So I think the rule was existing. That's fucking crazy. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's fucking insane. We're going to hey, have just, a field trip today at the bar. That's just fucking. How can fucking you turn that silliness. on and off? Like, oh, I, it's not going to lick itself is not yeah. something you put around kids. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, and what, what we need to get to is the is like, here, hey, dad, if, if, if that's your kid and you walk into a place and there is literally a fucking sign on there. And I don't care if it's drag queens, men, women <laughs> dancing. I don't give a shit. If the sign says it's not going to lick itself and you keep your kid there, get on, put a dollar bill in your hand. You are a fucking poor excuse for a fucking parent. There's plenty of time for kids to learn about sex for fuck's sake. I mean, like there absolutely is. It's not, it's not even just that though. Dude. Like men in general are weak versions of what you and I grew up looking at as men. Oh yeah. But I mean, just weak shells of fucking human being. Like people worry so much about like, I think that's why like 
it's such a different world where people don't understand how like, like for those of you that don't know in the comment section, me and Mark used to go back and forth on videos talking shit on each other. You for, won. Like, two fucking, for, like two fucking, of course I won because, you know, that's just. You're better at shit you talking. I'm better at shit talking than you. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna front like it was a chat. Like he just beat me. Didn't you're, try. you're way better at building businesses than me. We can trade anytime you want, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Shit talking. Shit talking did well for the Rock. He just has to be good at building businesses and shit talking. But you and I can trade anytime you fucking feel like. Or we could just join teams but, and come out with no morbidity. That sounds like a better idea. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah! There's a lot. There's a lot of people in the comments section that are using it right now too, dude. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that because we'll, health is part of it. Like, I don't want people thinking like you, to be a, to be a, a manly man, you need to be in perfect physical condition. Cause that's not it. You should try to be strong. Like men should try to be strong. I, I, I believe that like mo emotionally, physically, it doesn't mean you don't cry. Fuck. My wife's seen me cry the fucking puppy movies and shit like that. You know what I mean? I, I cry like, when dogs die in movies. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Me too. That's, I, I can't watch I legend anymore oh dude the fucking um i was watching that movie wonder like i'm my i had on the dashboard my daughter to watch it for a project and i'm yeah. driving and we're driving to a soccer tournament in ohio we're in indiana and i'm crying my ass off <laughs> i'm like because <laughs> the dog died like i was i'm okay with like people dying like we're, we're watching a movie with jean-claude van damme last night and everybody's dying i'm like this is great a dog yeah. dies and i'm uh, it's over <laughs> it's over Pe people mostly deserve it you know, yeah. but I mean, it's just, 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 just to be true. But like what I'm talking about is like, we live in a society right now where like full ass grown men will watch somebody get abused in front of them in the street and not do shit. Like I'll go to jail, dude. Like, I mean, like, and I know like, that's the thing, mm -hmm. like me and Mark have even talked about it. Like we have, we have, we have a bail money clause in our friendship because if something like, if something like that happens, like I'll like, call, you know, post bail for my ass. Cause I will not like, I've heard people like, well, you don't want to get involved in other people's business. Let me tell you something. If I walk up on some dude abusing a woman, I would never be able to look my wife in the face again if I didn't do something. Uh -huh. You know, like I would I would never be able to look my son in the face and be like, yeah, I, you know, I totally just watched that happen or I filmed it instead. Like that's another thing too. People filming this shit and not fucking stepping in. Like at some point in time, we're going to have to realize that society needs to actually look out for each other. And the way that society looks out for each other right now is like, don't say anything that could hurt somebody's feelings, but we'll watch people get fucking beaten up on a subway. It's all like, filmed. And, and people, so the counter argument is that if you fight back or if you defend somebody, they might not want to be defended or you might face charges yourself. And I'm good with that. You yeah. know, I'm good with that. I'm good with taking that chance because you might be saving a life. And the Good Samaritan laws are still in place in most states, like the great state of Tennessee, yeah. um, where you can get, you know, you can do that. You can help people. But generally speaking, there was a guy, uh, MMA guy who actually helped a, a cop was getting overtaken by a, a, a criminal. And this guy got him in a rear naked choke. And I believe it was in Indiana and was able to apprehend him. And he was hailed a hero. So in many cases, you know, there's there, there's always a my thing is, OK, you go to jail. OK. Like the whole surviving just to live, I never understood that. Like even yeah. the whole, like I look at, I watch, I was I reading um the, the Meaning of Man um, written by a Holocaust survivor and they literally lived every day and went along with it. And I understand my grandfather, my grandfather was different. He escaped. So I have his yeah. mindset. It's probably ingrained in our brain to be assholes and not to take that. And that's probably why I was the first one speaking up against the lockdowns and stuff. But yeah. Jews were just like in World War II, what we, if we could just survive another day. If we could just survive another day watching their families get killed around them. But the, the will to survive is stronger than the will to fight. And that's what we saw. When you know people didn't want these lockdowns and masks because right now no one's locking down and masking. Right. They did it because they were told to. And the only ones in, that I've seen speaking up, a few men, are females, are suburban moms who are like, that's when it ended. When suburban moms went to school boards and was like, stop muzzling our kids. So we've yep. gotten to a point in society where the only people speaking up and most of the people I follow on Instagram who speak up are female think yep. about it female where men are just like well i'm just gonna go on about my day and i'm gonna just stay safe and i'm gonna live and i don't want any trouble look man 
when you don't want any trouble, that's when trouble comes and gets you because yeah. we're losing everything. Now they're trying to go after guns. Like, and they don't even know what they're going after, like assault, right? What the hell's an assault weapon? Like, what, what you know, is an assault weapon? There, there's no, they're making up, up names. Like, anybody, AR does not stand for assault rifle. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's like, I, I posted something earlier with this guy. Recently, a woman found somebody, like, like stopped an attacker, somebody attacking her child in her house with uh, an AR-15. Like, oh, shot wow. to do dead, right? And people are, and somebody was like, well, she could have done just the same with a shotgun. Like, you guys don't even understand. How to, what the fuck? You know, you, you want to blast off a shotgun inside your house when, to, uh, when your kid's around? Like, you're fucking idiot. Like, I'm <laughs> like, it, it's like people don't understand. And it's like, we as a people are a war like people. Like, people need to grasp this. Always we, been war. There's never always. been peace on earth. There's never been peace on earth. In the Bible, God himself literally ran around, ran around and killed everyone without goat blood on his door. Yeah. <laughs> Think about how fucked up that is. I, so I, I'm, a, I'm a gun owner, but I don't own any guns that are at risk of being, ta- uh, that, are, that they're talking about. You know, I'm not an AR AK. I'm an old school. I like my 22. I like my nine millimeter handgun. It's plenty below the capacity. If I can't kill you with 10, I can't kill you. I should not be carrying a gun. In fact, that's why I carry a revolver. If I can't get you a six, I don't deserve to be carrying. I don't, I'm not, a, I don't, I, 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 I've played with ARs. You know, I shot one this week. Um, it was actually a nine millimeter, um, not an AR, but it was a rifle. And I'm a shotgun guy. I like shotguns. I love shotguns because you don't even have to aim. Like someone comes in your house, you look at them, you point, they're dead. And you're probably going to hit 12 of their friends. <laughs> so yeah. you just got to be careful for, for your, for anybody else that's around. Like, any, any, oh, like that, friendly fire, well, that's why know? I don't carry a nine millimeter. People make fun of me for carrying around a 22 revolver. And the reason I do is because it gets caught in the body. One yeah. reason is it doesn't go through and through a nine millimeters going through and through 90% of the time. 22 yep. caliber gets in the body and bounces around and causes more damage. In fact, exactly. you look at me as more of a sadistic bastard for carrying a 22. And it's this and I'm going to, and I'm going to say for the record to whoever may be listening, all of mine are lost in some tragic boating accident. Oh yeah. Mine. I, I'm talking about what happened last week before I yeah. lost them. Yeah. Mark and I with the same. Boating not fuck that. They try to take my guns. It's, I think I'm, we're going to have war. I'm fighting. Uh, oh, that's, and that's another thing too. Like, I don't understand that. Like people are talking about this as if this is a feasible thing. There are 400 million firearms in America. You want to come take all these? Like you're just asked, you are literally. First where are they going to put them? Like where are they going to put them? Like that's a big warehouse. My, my thing is, my thing is the people that are asking for these to be taken away. Why not just wear a shirt that says future victim? Yeah. On, on, I mean, because you are literally stating that you do not own them. And I'm sorry, but if people like if you, everybody should understand, this is where the line is. I know yeah. that many people have, have been wondering where and the crazy Florida people and the crazy Tennessee people. <laughs> this is where you want to yeah. come try to take weapons. You're never going to make them illegal. Yeah. Like, you're never going to stop them. People will just start 3D printing these motherfuckers. As I plan to. And it'll get, it'll, so here's the thing. If you walk in the state of Tennessee, you try to take anything like people, like, so we went to, you know, Jason and Kara, Jason and Kara Corey. Yeah, they came yeah. they spent the weekend with us. They're from New York. They'd never been to a shooting range. So I'm like, dude, there's one right, right after the gym. We'll go. It's right over there. Nicest people. So like they're in there in the range that Kara's never shot before. Everybody's helping her. You know, this dude comes over. My son was there. He's like, hey, um, if your son wants to shoot different guns, you know, I got a nine. I got this. The guy had a case full of guns. The nicest people. These are not people who are going to commit crimes. These are people who are going to save your lives. People who you mm-hmm. see at the shooting range. Those are the people you want to arm. And yeah. I don't know where they got this no background check thing because I have had my CCH, my CCL in yep. North Carolina, Illinois, and in and in Tennessee, I have reciprocity for every state except for California, New York, and Hawaii, I believe. And because mm-hmm. I've, I've done all the classes, I've done all the safety tests, I've done all the certifications. So I had to get every time I buy a gun, even with all those things I have, a clean, not even so much as a fucking parking infraction on my record, mm-hmm. I still, every time I buy a gun, they have to run my background. And I have to sit yeah. there and wait. It takes about 20 minutes. I go to Franklin Gun Shop, over 10,000 guns in stock. Beautiful store. Beautiful store in Franklin, Tennessee. I got to take you there, Alan. 
and um, great people too. And uh, and they run my background. I don't know where these people are buying guns without a background check, unless they're buying it on the streets of Chicago. And they're not going to they're not going to follow the rules anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the, like you're never going to take guns away from people from people that are worried about criminals. And I'm not talking just about criminal criminals. Like the people pretend like the Second Amendment the Amendment isn't supposed to be a dead man switch against the government. Like anybody's like, you don't need it for hunting. No fuck, I don't need it for hunting. I, I, it's not for hunting. Like, no, I mean, the Second like, Amendment says nothing about fucking hunting deer. The Second Amendment literally says. It doesn't even say anything about protecting your house. It's about yeah. taking up arms against a tyrannical government. And I love when Australians or Canadians come in on my Instagram. Like I post the video of me shooting. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't get you Americans. I'm like, that's why you were in camps, bitch. Yeah. I'm like, and then, and then those Australia can shut the fuck up. They can <laughs> shut the fuck up. They were literally in fucking Nazi camps. And then Californians and New Yorkers, they don't you don't get it like you have higher fucking gun violence than we do well they're buying it from indiana no they're not they're buying it from from fucking from 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 fucking bruno off the street you know um that that's how it goes down i carry and i'm going to continue to carry and if i guarantee you this if shit goes down you're going to run next to me because i'm a good guy with a gun Absolutely. And, and these are the same people who wanted to fund the police and bring in fucking counselors. Like, who's going to protect you? And also, did you read Maj Torre's post this morning about gun control being racist? <laughs> it's yeah. so, oh, dude, if you, well, you, you go ahead. I got to read this to you guys. It's fucking great. If you guys don't follow Maj Torre from Black Guns Matter, he's become a really good, we become really good friends. And um, I'll read this, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's actually, so his post, the fate, um, that, uh, here's a bit of it. Before the Civil War ended, state slave codes prohibited slaves from owning guns. After President Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, and after the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolishing slavery was adopted and the Civil War ended in 1865, states persisted in prohibiting blacks, now free men, from owning guns under laws renamed Black Codes. They did so on the basis that blacks were not citizens and thus did not have the same rights, including the right to keep and bear arms protected in the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution as whites. This view was specifically articulated in the U.S. Supreme Court as an infamous 1857 decision in Dred Scott, you guys know that, versus Sanford to uphold slavery. U.S. Con- Congress overrode most portions of the Black Codes by passing the Civil Rights Act of 1866. The legislative histories of both the Civil Rights Act and the 14th Amendment, as well as the Special Report of the Anti-Slavery Conference of 1867, are replete with denunciations of those particular statutes that denied blacks equal access to firearms. However, facially neutering, disarming through... Um, economic means remain in effect. So just to go down, um, bottom line is, thus many Southern states impose high taxes or ban inexpensive guns to price black gun, blacks out of the gun market. So Maj's stance is that he wants to arm as many law-abiding black citizens as possible. Absolutely. And you will not see a man more supportive of that than me. I like when they ask that rhetorical question, what if, what if all black people had guns? So my wife, we actually had that question answered, answered yesterday. My wife is taking Thomas to a soccer field and there's a black guy in a shirt with his gun showing. Nobody gave a fuck. (laughs) Nobody cared. Every parent drove by, not one texted the other like, oh my God, did you see that black guy with the gun? And these are all white folk, man. We want good people armed. I don't care if you're fucking purple. I you love know, seeing is, good, I love seeing guns in stores because you can usually you can be like whether they're black, you can usually tell like who the good guys are, whatever color they are. And this guy was walking down the street, gun in his holster, and nobody cared. Nobody cared. The reality of it is, like, especially for stuff like that, I just have a hard time believing that racism is actually as big of a thing. It's not here, you know who you, the most racist people I see are woke folk. Like liberal if you, if, white women. If you no. if you think if you think I'm going to give a fuck about somebody somebody's you know having their constitutional right because of their skin color, that's racist on your part. Like you like yeah. you, you you think that I'm going to think something different because of the person's race. Therefore, you think differently about the person because of their race. Like it's just moronic. I mean, <laughs> so guns have been around before 
any of the people we can really trace back to. I mean, you're talking fucking Pocahontas days, man. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, Elizabeth Warren. Um, so I, I guess um, men can be men without guns. I, I mean, I'll tell you always, Carrie, I'm not going to tell you when I do and don't. I'm obviously in gun-free zones a lot of my day as a coach. But, but um, I, you don't have to have a gun to be a man. And this is not about men. And the topic... Okay, let me tell you about our video. Like, because you clicked on the topic, we have ADHD. So yeah. that's just the click topic. Like, we're, we started talking about men. That lasts about two minutes. And then we, we watched a video of my daughter deadlifting. And somehow now we're talking about guns. I don't know how so we got here's, here's another one. A white guy saying racism isn't a big thing. Yeah. To me, it's, you know what? I, I, do, do I think racism exists? Yes. I actually said... I, the most racist people I see are woke folk. Yeah, They're racist as fuck. Democrats yeah. are Democrats are keeping racism alive because race is an issue in everything they do. Racism now, exists. So does you I'm know what else exists? Incest, polygamy, um, bestiality, um, people who believe the earth is flat. Fucking, there's there's certain like we, there's fish we haven't found before in the ocean. It's not prevalent. I don't think many people are seeing it in their day to day lives unless they're really looking for it. I don't think anybody cares. I, I don't think, and, and I mean, most of my business partners are black and they don't go around all day like, man, you know, they wouldn't serve me at the restaurant today. I've gone yeah, to, I mean, I've, I go to dinner all the time with people, but no one, I get treated no differently whether I'm with white people or whether I'm with black people. Yeah. I mean, this, this, dude, this dude, obviously, like if you're looking for it everywhere, you're going to find it everywhere and you can call me whatever you want, but like my thing is, is you're just a dumb bitch. You're not a dumb bitch because of your color. You're just a dumb bitch for making a statement. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's no racism there. I mean, like that's the well, thing. Like, I mean, that, that, do, do I think racism is a problem? I think all types of discrimination are problems. But I clearly said you just chose not to listen because, again, dumb bitch. We've already established that. You know, like the thing is, you chose not to listen to one portion of it. That makes you stupid, too. Like, I mean, I don't get it. You know? Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, it exists. I, I mean, everything like I've seen shit, you know, um, I've actually when I first did back before you were on YouTube, Alan, I believe this is 20, 2012 or 2013 when Chris Jones first came on the scene. Mm -hmm. And Chris and I obviously to this day are business partners and he's one of my best friends. I love Chris. I would take a bullet for him. I would lose my life to save his. That's how much I love that man. And I remember the first time we did a video and a bunch of comments. Again, this is back in the whole order 66 days. So how many of them were just kids in their mom's basement trolling and how much are real? And that's when I realized there's a problem because all I saw is N-word this and N-word that. Why would you train with that N-word? And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm deleting them because I don't want Chris being called an N-word on my channel. Mm -hmm. But I do realize that racism exists. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it the driving factor of every issue in the country? No. no. No, the driving factor is we elected a fucking elderly person who's trying to convert, kill our country, and gas is going to creep up to $10 a gallon. We're not going to be able to afford anything, and we're in a bad spot. We shouldn't be focused on race. We should really be focused on why they're pushing race at us to distract us from the real issues, and the real issues are the fact that our country's being run by fucking morons. They're either moronic, stupid, or they really want our country to fail or a little of each. And in order for that not to happen, like men are like men and women together, but men are going to have to stand the fuck up. Like people are too afraid of being like, like the whole, I, this is what bothered me. And Mark, people don't know this. Like me and Mark at the beginning of 2020, we weren't actually talking. We, we, we saw that each other was actually like, I'm, Mark was brave. That's one of the reasons why I was like, Hey dude, let's, you know, and me, I, you know, we called each other and we had, a, we had a long talk. Like I saw so many people cower, like, like you don't want to get canceled. Like, so you're not going to say the right, you're not going to say things you know are true because you don't want to get canceled. We've just become so weak as people because we're worried about what other people think that instead of doing the right thing, we'll do the thing that people tell us is right. And that's the problem. Like right now, mm. too many men, uh, are worried are worried about what society thinks about them when if you didn't fucking worry about that shit just do the right fucking thing you're then you are the only person you got to worry about you know like yeah i i just I, love people like yeah. i love people whether you're black whether you're white whether you're hispanic whether whatever the latinx <laughs> just kidding um latinx the, the, the fact of the matter is i don't 
maybe maybe I am stupid. Maybe I am naive. Maybe I am living in a bubble. But in my world, I don't see color. And I know that a lot of people get mad when I say that. But, you know, I was raised in a predominantly Hispanic and black community. And I grew up in that. So for me, I'm more weirded out when I'm in a community like I'm living in now and it's all white people. I'm still getting used to that because I grew up in literally the inner city of California, of LA. So for me to be around all these, and that's why I love where I live because the high school my kids go to is extremely diverse. And I want that because I don't want them to notice. Like if you grow up around all different people, that's your norm. And you don't think about someone as, oh, well, that guy's black. No, you think about, oh, that's Tom. You know, that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. my kids didn't, my kids didn't notice race even existed until right. probably 10. My daughter, we were walking with, um, we were trick-or-treating in North Carolina with a black family. And she said, yeah, he's, he, for the first time he noticed that like, he's like, Hey, you know, that, that girl's face is, is different than mine. It's, it's white. It's like lighter, brighter. And then I'm like, you know, come to think of it. Cammy never noticed. Cause yeah. We never like we had friends over and she just knew my business partners and, and all my friends. And so I think if you want to make it an issue, it can be an issue. Anything could be an issue. I could be mad at the weather. It's too hot right now. Or I could, you know, sit in an air conditioned car. You know, there, there's different things. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like to me, it's it's like people are just people. Like, I mean, yes. now don't get me wrong. Like there are people that like absolutely are stupid people who for some reason think that like you should be judged for being Jewish or, you know, I should be judged for being Italian or, you know, well, you kind of should, judged. man. World War II yeah, was no, really mean. World, Mussolini. World War II was fucked up. It really yeah, was. My, my wife's yeah. Italian, by the way. My wife yeah. is Italian. Mm-hmm. She has the, uh, she has a goatee to, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> goatee to prove it. Yeah. Don't go there. Don't I'm not go going there. anywhere near there. She's not in her office to don't, hear me. So I'm in a good spot. Don't go there. Um, uh, oh, wow. We've gone. We've gone from men to racism. You know, anti-Semitism, it never affected me because I never let it. But when I went to school, my parents for a brief period of time for about five years moved to Simi Valley, California. If you heard old Ice Cube music, he's called the Valley of the KKK. That's the OJ. I think it was the Rodney King trial was there when they acquitted um, Rodney King. And my mom owned a cookie store in Simi Valley, California. Shit you not. Her neighbor was an actual Klansman. The guy who owned the camera store next door to the Cookie Cookie Company was a Klansman, but he liked my mom for some reason and even offered to kill her ex-husband for her. Very nice. Oh, nice. oh some really Nazis nice are... Guy. We actually became friends, believe it or not. That shows you that even Nazis can become friends with Jews. So at school, I was... My mom wore a big Star of David um, around her neck. Um, I was called shit like kike, Jew, um, just all the, all, the, all the bad shit. Um, you're going to hell, all that shit. Never really... I mean, as a kid... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit overweight. I was suicidal at times, not going to lie. You know, it, it hurt. Um, so um, after that, I, we moved to the high desert, California City, California, and my mom wore her star. And we did, we did experience some anti-Semitism. Um, and then I moved to, you know, the Inglewood Culver City area. I went to Culver City High School. And to be honest with you, other than just football players calling, like, dude, I call my black friends things I would never say on this uh, channel. And they called me things they would never say on this channel. <laughs> so <laughs> in high school, the only racism we experienced was telling bad jokes. And that was, for me, that was relieving because we laughed about our differences. Oh, you got, hey, Jew boy, you got a big nose. And I'm like, well, I'm not even going to say what I said in return, but it was hilarious. So, yeah, I mean, we did experience, I did experience anti-Semitism, but who the fuck cares? That fueled me. I make more money than any of those white boys right now, any of those Christians. All right. So I lived up to the Jewish stereotype, like just prove everybody wrong. Dude, if someone says you're dumb because you're black and you're never going to make it, LeBron James just became a fucking billionaire. Not because he plays basketball, but that's part, that's what got him there. He used basketball as a vehicle to have shoes and brands. And that was his vehicle. Mm -hmm. LeBron James is a billionaire. Billion air okay in a racist society woke black folk don't become billionaires and he's woke as fuck yeah, so it was really fuck. that glass ceiling for being black 
Well, there are more millionaire. There are more millionaires per capita, black millionaires per capita than white millionaires. Are you serious? Right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know that one. Yeah. I, I don't. I, mean, I don't know that. Now, the, but the reality of what it is, like, it's unfortunate that people like Mike Jones here are are caught up on the race thing because race is a tool used by government and people in power to separate people. Bingo. Like, the more that they keep people like this, Mike Jones dude, focused on you're oppressed because you're black instead of you're oppressed because you're just a person that's not a, not a, not a member of the elite like don't be wrong are there stupid people that that would that have low IQ that think that for some reason because your skin color is different than theirs that you that you're lesser of course there are just like this Mike mm-hmm. Jones guy thinks for some reason that he should be seen as more of a victim because Mike he's who? black Mike Jones Mike, Mike Jones Mike Jones I had to right. do it oh man right. I mean yeah. that's 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 the thing. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy where, you know, you are like, you perpetuate the victimhood that you allow to be put upon you. It can either be a fuel or it can be chains. Like, I mean, the, the very same thing that, that, you know, fueled you to become, uh, to become a success could have easily been the shackles that kept you down. Yes. You know? Yes. So I want to, um, research futures previously, um, he said that he's Jewish. She, I don't know what you are. I'm sorry if I misgendered that. It's such an ambiguous yeah. name. So let me explain to you why I'm so pro 2A. It's the World War II. I want you to read up on how Hitler got power. And the thing is, they, um, they disarmed the Jews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons I'm so feverishly pro 2A is because I'm a Jew. And any Jewish person who is pro-mandate and anti-Second Amendment is really disconnected with how our people were literally extinguished. Like there is, I mean, you know, good luck finding a Polish Jew. Like we were all killed. And why were we killed? Well, because they disarmed us and because they utilized propaganda against us. Why do you think, you know, Al and I, when you say you're anti-shot, I'm using a different word than the V word, when you say you're anti-shot, oh, you're a dirty anti-shotter. Oh, you're this, you're that. When the they terminology is very similar. When they started World War II, they literally – so at first they vilified sick people. And then they said that all Jewish people are disease-ridden sick people. Mm-hmm. And that's how it began. Mm-hmm. And so it starts when you identify a group and you immediately cast them to the side and that's what they've done with this whole pure blood and anti-shot and the whole, you know, um, vianated, you know, there's the problem is that they're creating the same. It's the same look, man, the same playbook's been used since before Christ. So we just know to look at it. Hang on. You know, I love that you respect Mark because he does do a lot of collabs with a lot of, a lot of minorities. The problem is he doesn't, these are these are people that he just does stuff with like like you like the problem is i think that people like mike jones here you're st- you're stuck you're more racist than anybody else you're stuck seeing race i've never heard mark we once talk mark does not like introduce people to me as my black friend like you know what i mean like like I, I, I just like <laughs> he, he he doesn't he, we don't text like hey you know we're, we're, we're we're gonna meet. We're gonna meet up with this person. He's Arab. Like, like, like. It's not. That's not. He just has friends, dude. Like, <laughs> like people that people people like you get caught up in this shit. Like, do you hate him because he's given me opportunity too and has done like collabs with me and we're in business together too? Like, that's the fucked up thing. Like, I. It's just a people thing, dude. Like, it's the he he. You know who you know who Mark gives opportunities to people. They're gonna take them and work hard. Like, like, it's just it, like, that's the thing. Like, don't be caught up in this bullshit. This is the tool that is used to separate people. Like, get past it. It's the same thing. Like, Mark, Mark's like, I, both of us have like gay people in our circle. Like, I mean, like, like there's like. Not that kind of circle. Yeah, not that, not that kind of circle. But like, like, like I, 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 you know, I, like one, one, of, one of my, one of my business partners in a different venture is, is a gay dude, you know? And like, mm. I mean, it's. I, it's just people, bro. Like, I mean, it's just like, that's a thing. Like racism exists because there's stupid people that see race. Like, like, like you're, you just happen to be one of the, you just happen to be one of them. You just don't get it. You know, like, 
it's melanin. At the end of the day, it's because your 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 ancestors were in a very hot area. And I'm white as hell and get skin cancer because my air, my my relatives were in a very cloudy area. And here we are. You're 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 darker pigment and I'm lighter pigment. And that shouldn't that shouldn't affect how you view somebody. And it, it never will for me. I mean, it never Adam, will. Adam and Eve technically weren't weren't necessarily black, they would be brown. I, I think I think the white Jesus is the thing that I I historically can't can't bring myself to look at and agree with. Um, yeah. Not that I care. Um, not that it's an issue, but like nobody was white in the Middle East at that nobody. time. Nobody, nobody. They didn't have air conditioned tents. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's it's so fucking ridiculous. Like if you look at where like the Bible takes place at, like not there's no white people. You know, like there's not, and I know that's that. Now, now we're upset. Now we're upsetting the Christians too. Well, it's Christians should be upset. They got this white dude. He had hair of wool. How the fuck do you look at the Bible? Oh, he has hair of wool, and then they got this dude who's got like a, a fucking heavy metal haircut. Like, what the fuck? Like, like how is that? Like Fabio, we need yeah. black Jesus. We need like, dude. So, did you see the the Kanye West uh, documentary yet? No, it's so good, Jesus. If you guys haven't seen it, if you still have Netflix, which I do. Um, I never canceled them because honestly, I'd have nothing to watch if I canceled it. I'm just <laughs> call me a sellout. The cuties thing. Okay. We'll, we'll look past it because they put Chappelle on there. Right? <laughs> I think it cancels out. It's, 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 you know what? It's freedom. Now that is actually the, the thing for me. It's freedom. Of, as long as it's freedom of speech, as long as you're going to present every, present everything, everybody should have. I do think that it's like child porn, uh, but you know, like <laughs> it is. I mean, but, so, so anyway, so Kanye, the guy, he, put in the as jesus he needed a mixed mixed color person he needed white and black so the guy's like i'm jesus because i'm mixed it was just so it's so kanye because kanye didn't want a pure black jesus he didn't want a pure white jesus and that's that's how kanye's mind works by the way if you haven't seen that documentary it is amazing so good dude he's the hardest working man i've the guy Literally, like he couldn't get a, he, he was known as just a writer, a producer, and he literally, he, such inspiration. He walks in and he's like, I'm just going to go in JV, Jay-Z's office and start rapping with him. I'm like, holy shit, this guy, I want my kids to watch this video. So good. And then how the media ostracized him because he came out as pro-life. And they're like, oh, he's crazy. And he is kind of crazy. He is crazy, yeah. but his points are valid. And then they're watching Tucker Carlson. He's in the car watching Tucker. And his friend's like, turn that off. That's negative. And he's like, hold on, hold on. And so he's why he's like, dude, this is fucking facts. This is truth. And it's 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 where it's where the intersection takes place, where it becomes about ideas and not about tribalism. Mm-hmm. Where Tucker what, Carlson and Kanye can agree. Yeah. I mean, the, my thing is you know, back to you know, back to this whole thing as a whole. You know, we, we were talking, because this is, this is, this is conversation with Mark and I, it just goes in fucking thousand different directions. You know, get, when we were talking about, uh, talking about the gun thing and, you know, gun control, like I, just to be real, any, any law about guns is unconstitutional. Yes. Just like any, just like any law prohibiting the freedom of whatever religion you want to follow is also unconstitutional. Freedom of speech. There's no hate speech. There's there no is, such there thing. No I don't care. If you walk up to me on the street, you call me a filthy kike, you're taking a risk of getting your ass kicked, and then I'd oh, be yeah. liable. I mean, but you're allowed to say that. My reaction is the is the question. And most likely, I'll just laugh at you because to me, that'd be funny as fuck. And I'd probably record it because it would go viral as fuck. But yeah. there's um the... <laughs> I, I never... Words don't hurt. Whatever happened to sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I was called such bad things, and I still am. You know, being on the internet, it's just something you do. It's something you deal with. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, you just just have to be confident in yourself. And that's where – you're going to love this. I'm bringing it back. That's where having a strong father comes into play. You know, I have – I had a message. I don't want to read it um, because it would give away who is this guy is like – I want to train. My kid wants to train. And my, my initial thing is you hire a trainer, someone professional who can teach him how to train all that good stuff. And he's like, well, you know, I done the money to go there. I'm going through a bad divorce. His kid's going to school. He's out of shape. He's getting bullied. The kids at school told him to kill himself. His life isn't worth it. And this dad is panicked. 
So he messages me and I'm like, whatever you can do, whatever you can do, you know, say, um, my wife just said my, my son's friend is coming over. So I have to keep it PG. So, <laughs> so and I, I told this guy, I'm like, look, dude, I'm like, you get him out here, get him to our facility. We'll give you, we'll train him for free, like for a week, you know, but a strong father. And, and look, man, you're going to get bullied in school. Like my kids have been fortunate that I'm, we're known in our community and Thomas had an issue and we squashed it right away when he was undersized. Now he's bigger now. And the good news is it was squashed. I talked to the parents, everything's good, but that's it. I talked to the parents. I talked to the principal. I talked to the kids and I said, look, here's why we can't do this, son. And I was me talking to another kid. A strong man pops in when someone, and I've been in the principal's office 400 times with Thomas. The kid, kid talks a lot of shit. Like he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> but, but, um, so if you guys saw you read the email about him telling his teachers, Paul, he's oh. so, um, so I, Katie does not go into the school, you know, Katie, I handle all of the school stuff. I handle all of the conversation with other parents, with principals, because in my opinion, that's a patriarchal, that's a man thing to do. That's a paternal thing to do. You take leadership and you drive your family forward. When I'm traveling, obviously Katie steps in and does a phenomenal job, but even though Katie is CEO material, in the running of our family, it's understood that if our kids do something that requires some disciplining or some conversation, that I mm -hmm. step in. And this dad from Indiana, he literally is he's seeing something that his kid can literally is on the is risking killing himself, right? Like because you get told that by enough kids, it's gonna it's gonna completely just destroy you emotionally and mentally. But he's like, how do I fix this? I need to get my kid in the gym. I need to get my kids stronger and bigger and, and whatever it is. So a lot of these things that we're talking about gun violence in Chicago, talking about why do kids, why, why do kids not take guns seriously? My kids play grand theft auto, but when we go to the shooting range and we show them how powerful that gun is and we tell them what that gun can do. We teach them gun safety. We teach them, here's the, here's how you, here's how you cock it. Here's how you load it. Here's how you put the safety on and off. So, that's where men come in. So until we figure out how to make men, men again, our society is doomed. Oh no, we lost Alan. Okay. He'll come back. Anyway, guys, uh, let's see if we get any questions here while we're, uh, figuring out where Alan went. Everybody good. If you can still hear me. Yeah. Firearm safety is most definitely important. <clears throat> most definitely important. It's, it's critical. It's critical to, to everything. Just teaching these kids about how powerful and how dangerous <clears throat> firearms are. I got you guys. Give me, a, we'll, we'll go about another five minutes. All right. So I'll just go open Q and a, Oh, here we go. Oh, he's trying to come in. He's trying to come in. I think, um, he's getting his devices. So you're right. Uh, you, we should not expect police officers to deal with mental health situations. You know, they're not trained for that. Like they're trained for rudimentary things, but you can't expect all cops to have a law degree. So I had a, a great conversation with uh, one of my, two of my cop friends at the gym this morning. Took too long. I was at the gym too long, wasted a lot of time that I could have been working. But, you know, the thing is they do their best. And most cops are in it for the right reasons. There's good and bad cops, like any situation. But you can't expect cops to know how to deal with these mental situations. And it's such spur of the moment. Usually they don't have the opportunity to handle these situations because it's already too late. It's already too late. Let's see. Yep. You, the, the best way to prevent firearm issues is to teach kids about firearms and tell them about the risk and the reward of firearms, firearms to protect yourself, teach about the second amendment and also teach them that this is a dangerous weapon and a huge responsibility and teach them gun safety, teach them gun safety. 
Genosaurus. My father took me shooting when I was young and really established healthy respect. Yep. Your father, he's a good man. He's a good man. Oh, there's Alan. There we go. What's good? All right. We're back. So we're just talking about guns now. <laughs> but we'll, we'll go here. No morbidity. Oh, that's the wrong one. Whoops. It moved while I was clicking it. No morbidity. Alan, you've been getting so many messages about no morbidity. Well, we really have. It's been amazing so far. Like lots and lots and lots of people have very, very, very good results from it, man. Like, I mean, I, it's, it, I'm, I'm super happy that it, that, cause we tested it out on me and a few other people, but I'm so happy with the results we've gotten from it. Like, I think it's helped out so many people so far. A ton of my clients are using it and I've seen fabulous results. And the best part about that dude is my clients aren't like your clients. My clients are people that just need help with their lifestyle. Like actually like, it, nobody's trying to get ready for the stage. You know, people, people are just trying to get a hold of their lifestyle, you know? And we have people that are, you know, finally, uh, you know, able to not, uh, you know, to not binge on a, on a weekly basis and stuff like that. It's done so much, so good. I mean, hun like hundreds of messages already. So very happy, dude. Very happy. Lots of people are extremely happy. The biggest thing that we got people wondering about is when they can, uh, uh, when we'll be back up again, I'm, I've been telling them five to six weeks from, from now, you know, because it does take a while. And we, we were very, very, very happy, happy to, that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people ordered it right off the bat, but it, it didn't mean so that a lot of people that wanted to try it that didn't get it the first day missed out, but uh, Hey, Microsheet, what's going on? That's my man. Yep. You need, we need, we need to teach people about how powerful and dangerous guns are and until we can actually do that we're gonna have these issues if their only experience with firearms is playing a video game yeah that's a huge problem well that's it's a, a huge, huge problem it's a disassociation because like when you are when you're shooting at your friends on you know like and talking shit while shooting them online all the time that's another thing too man like the fucking the this uh this virtual reality stuff is going to make, make it make that even worse. If you ask me, people, it, the disassociation it is with, uh, Oh my God. Yeah. With, with reality, you know, you're absolutely correct. So <clears throat> that's, that's my opinion on guns, you know, and if you're against guns, okay, but there's a reason we have it. It's a right that shall not be infringed. So I think right there, there's really no argument to be have. If you don't want to have guns, don't have them. If you yeah. do want to have guns, it's your it's your right to have guns. And and I'm again like well, they, they always go through the school shootings too, dude. I mean, like my my thing is then if we're gonna give up guns, I want the politicians to give up the ones that protect them first. Yes. How come they're allowed to be? Oh, there's a provision for bodyguards because all of us can afford five hundred dollar an hour bodyguards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you and, see the budget that BLM had for bodyguards? It was like it's insane. millions of dollars. Insane. And it insane. happened to be her brother. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, that's besides the point. And I think that that's fine that BLM should be able to you know, write off bodyguards. Like, obviously, some people really dislike them. Right. Like any large. And I believe politicians should have armed guards. But you can't. You can't have your you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be like, well, I can be protected, but hey, you can't. Unless you can afford private security. Well, I mean, I just don't understand how when the response for any possible thing, like we're worried about politicians, we make sure they have more armed guards. We're we're worried about you know uh, these people, we make sure they have more armed guards. But we're worried about kids, and we give them a gun free zone. Like, that's just crazy talk. My school is not, our schools are not a gun-free zone. We have multiple sheriffs on every campus in my community. That's how it should be. I <laughs> love it. The oh, first, you know? first time we moved here, I felt so good. Mm -hmm. I felt so good. Um, coming in here and just seeing, um, you know, just, just going in and, and there was the officer right there and I talked to him and I'm like, this makes me feel safe. And it does. And, and I talked to the police officers at the gym today. And I told them, you know, every, people always cry to defund the police until they need the police. Yep. And that's the thing. I mean, you can't have it both ways. Uh, I personally back the police, but there's some, you know, there's some things that, you know, um, schools being gated won't 
solve anything because it opened. So at our school, not only do you have to be buzzed in and show ID and have a reason for being there through two doors, but you have armed guards. And this is a, a very, the safest, safest city in Tennessee. Um, <clears throat> so let me see. Let's do one or two more. Um, this is a good one. <clears throat> what gun should a beginner buy? Um, a good gun, if you're looking for home defense, the MPX I just fired this weekend, it's a nine millimeter. It's extremely easy to operate, use, assemble, disassemble. Um, the easiest gun to have from a user standpoint is a revolver. Um, <clears throat> again, a revolver can be in the ocean for 400 years. You pick it up and it'll shoot just fine. Yep. Um, so, you know, a revolver is my first gun and it's still my favorite gun is the LCR I currently own. I also have a Smith & Wesson M&P. If you're going for a nine millimeter, a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0 is a very good gun, but you will have to go to the range and you will have to teach yourself or be taught how to use a semi-automatic weapon. And, be, and make sure you make sure you get the basics on, like take a, take a, take a good class on safety and on how to oh, clean yeah. it and on how to maintain it and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it depends, like, it depends on what you want it for too. Like I, I love hunting and my, my father still shoots competitively on long, on long meter, uh, long meter, uh, competitions. So like, it's, it's, it's something where it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, if you're looking for, if you are looking for a beginner, like a, a first gun for, uh, for security, what Mark said, absolutely. Shotguns. You know, <laughs> shotguns are easy. You load, yeah. you pump, you shoot. I mean, it's pretty simple. But Sounds on that like note, guys, <laughs> yeah, except the shotgun takes longer to load. Yeah, <laughs> at least for me. Anyway, guys, um, thanks so much for watching. We'll be doing probably Tuesdays and Thursdays. Look to be my days. That'll work Sweet. out. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at Legacy of Carbon. Um, if you're not following either of us, Alan, where are you at? I'm Alan Roberts on YouTube, and I'm also the MFing COO on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yep, and I'm Mark Lobliner, except, um, of course, on YouTube, um, Tiger Fitness. So thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate it, Alan. Thanks for uh, – I was three minutes late, and I apologize for that. No problem, man. I'm sorry about the little power search thing. So we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye, guys.